Let's be honest. Your favorite concert and stay the fuck home. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. What you gonna do? Hello, Melissa. It's just a beautiful morning. I'm going to kill everyone. That sounds more like it. Yeah, yeah. So how are ya? So I'm gonna focus on how are ya? (laughs) When I'm running late, I find it odd that as a female, the first thing that I cut out is anything having to do with me. I cut out makeup, I cut out hair, I cut out, do you know what I mean? If it's a choice between there's no time to do what you need to do, how are we going to get there? All those things go out the window and I go totally not prepared looking in any kind of way. And I hate that about myself because other people would go fucking late because they wouldn't walk out of the house like I do. So that was already out of the window. And then it came down to, okay, I'm so late. How many things can I cut out of here? And, And I... I thought, well, I've definitely got to take care of feeding the dog so he doesn't disrupt us. And short of that, and I definitely have to have coffee so I can do those simultaneously. So in the process of doing those, I came running into the office. (sighs) Kind of a rumpy, humpy, bumpy, not good, great, very bad Alexander day for me so far. And the funniest part is I've been looking forward to this sesh with you all fucking week. So to have this, you know, stumble, fall, flat face into the glass is not really my favorite way to begin. So I'm going to start by saying, and there's somebody's computer dinging. I'm going to say, good morning, Melissa. Hi, how are you? <clears throat> well, I will tell you that uh, I totally get it. When my husband's away, everything's a little bit off. I think for me, mentally, it's knowing that I'm responsible for everything. And that freaks me out a little. Because I think I've mentioned before, if it were just me, I would have a townhouse where someone else takes care of shit. (laughs) Example number 76 this morning, (sighs) Stuart left for work at 620 and the dog started to bark from 620 on. So I've been up since then. And then I get a text at 630 that says, hey, text me when you're up. Well, how the fuck could I be sleeping if you leave screaming dogs downstairs? So it turns out. For the third time in three months, one of our water filter leaker things leaked all over the floor downstairs. No, I'm sorry. That's not acceptable. Right. What? Yes. Yeah, so wait, wait, wait. What? It's a new system. There's something wrong. And the guy who put it in a month ago or three weeks ago or whenever, he is coming back today. It's a Sunday morning and he's coming back today because we have a leak uh, in what one of the units. What the fuck, floor man? Now what? Do you get to have thick and veiny dick tile come back? No, we're, we're, it wasn't that bad, but it, it was still, luckily, leftovers from last night's dinner, Stuart brought them downstairs and had to go get them downstairs to go to Because otherwise work. it would have been a month. Otherwise, no, because I, otherwise it would have been just me discovering it when I went downstairs to use the bike, which had, I didn't think it was in the exercise space. I thought it was in a place in the basement you didn't really go to. It's, it's in the exercise. It's yeah. one room over from the exercise space. So yeah, I would have seen okay. it and I would have, I would have found it. But 
again, he's not home when shit goes sideways. And that's, I understand that feeling of something, I'm up at 3 a.m. Like, okay, what could go wrong? But my dogs wouldn't be snoring. They'd be like, let's go out at 3 a.m. And, and the day would start <laughs> then, so. Oh, he no, he, he uh, the dog is so weirdly compliant. We only have one dog anymore. So our dog is so weirdly compliant with me. And he has one thing that he does that's super to irritate me purposefully. And then all of the other purposeful irritants he leaves for Brian because that's how he has Brian's number. So he'll he'll wake him up too early to go to the bathroom. Whenever I'm alone with him, he sleeps until I'm ready to let him out. And I'm telling you, if I hadn't let him out yet, he wouldn't make a big fuss. What a good he just, boy. He, is, he completely bends to my schedule. The bad part is I do feed him. I'm a, I'm the, I broke all the rules in that. I, I was a super stickler, didn't break any rules, yelled at everybody else for breaking all the rules. This dog was perfect, perfect. We had great training. And then I kind of broke one rule once and then I ran with it and I feed him from my business. Whatever I'm doing, he gets. So whenever I eat, he takes his paw and puts it on me. And does like a very, and I've gotten so mad at him for scraping me that he's actually learned how to beg nice. So he comes over and he takes his paw oh my God. and just and and he'll rest it on me very gently and then slide it to make sure that he doesn't scrape me with his nails. He'll just like pat slide, pat slide, but he does it continuously throughout, and it makes me so fucking pissed. So now he won't do that. Now he comes along and does the thing where I'm working on the computer or the iPad, and he'll put his nose on the back of the screen and close it. Oh shit. While I'm working on it. He comes up and he goes dunk dunk and I have to keep and I'll say stop it. And it's like worst fucking Simpsons episode because he'll go dunk and I'll say stop it. I push it up and he'll go dunk stop it. Dunk stop it. On and on and on and on until I get up and go play ball or do whatever the thing is we have to do. But he will let me sleep. He does not wake me in the middle of the... But then again, he doesn't have compatriots. I imagine the dogs run your house. They do. Right? There's, There's nobody who's your, compliant. You said he's compliant. Well, at this I don't point, have anything like that. You're on, you're on zone. I mean, you got three to one. There's no chance for you. Right. Right. Why did you set up? You there? You got to get somebody out of the penalty box. You, what's the matter with you? You got somebody into it. Uh, we, we just knew who needed help and we took him in. And God help me, if some other dog needed a home, I'd have four dogs. If it came to me in a way, I mean, tons of them need homes, but if it came to me in a way, remember last week one came to my brother? Yes. I mean, if yes. that happened, it, it's who we are. We would take I in would another stop dog. You. No, I would you stop would try. I have tried and I will succeed. So this week, um, Apple came out with new phones. Oh, fuck. Is that why? Okay. So these new phones came out. And of course, <laughs> this is actually something I wanted to talk to you about. I have two totally different children, one who needs, <laughs> one like your middle, needs the new device before anyone else, before it's even right. out, before it's announced. Right. Oh, I have it. I'm a beta tester. He's been a beta tester for several things in his short life, and that gives him, I mean, such pride for- Right. No actual advantage, none, but- none, <laughs> none whatsoever, but he's so proud of it. Oh, and my Lord. other child doesn't want- to be seen as someone who has privilege. Good luck. So I said, <laughs> you're in denial. Tough shit, Mallory. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's almost like your neon lights around you. You, it's not a matter of. I, I respect it. I respect it. It's not a so matter of more. you having wild privilege, which you do. It's what you do with it and, and how so you more. act yeah. with it. That really is is a judge of who you are and character. And so 
she has. Well, I just want to I want to jump in there because there's so many kids with um, and it is possible that there are people who actually have more than you. Oh, yeah, I've definitely I've met them. I've met. them. Yeah, just making a joke. But the difference is here of this of this range of children who are individually richer than the majority of adults I've ever met in my life. Many, many, many of them, friends, your kids, lots of and, and on and up and down the scale. Right. What is so laudable and something that is not lost on you, but just to reinforce it so that it's a continual reinforcement for her, just the action of awareness. That's the thing. She doesn't have to worry about what other people think or see or, you know what I mean? That's the wrong way to go. So, I, But just the act of I am aware that how I'm putting myself out in the world or what I have can be perceived in the world by others in a way that is damaging, right? That's fucking legit. And that's not, oh, be feel guilt for, for where you are and the luck and also the effort that got where you are. No, not in, not in the slightest. And it's this, I, I don't think this relates, but it's the thing that pops into my head right now. Dolly Parton had this thing about once she was in an interview, talked about being poor. And the interviewer said, were you ashamed of being poor? And she said, no, I wasn't, I wasn't proud of it, but I wasn't ashamed of it. I was, that's what I was. Popeye, I was poor. I am what I am. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, it's not something to wave a flag about and it's not a single thing to be ashamed of. And that is the difference. That awareness that your difference is going to create an outcome for other people. So that awareness that she has is so fucking spectacular because there's also an awareness that your difference is going to create an outcome for you in the form of a brand new fucking phone. Right. And to be more focused on what the outcome is for the world around you and other people in a positive way. That's a really fucking. That's a big mark of maturity. And we should encourage it. For my 16 year old who said, I don't want a new phone because I don't want people to see three cameras on my right on my phone. I'm going to settle with the one because she doesn't even have the two from the last one because we, we haven't right. gotten an upgrade in a while, which is fine. We didn't need it. Our phones work just fine. But her point was. I, I don't I don't want to be seen as that kid. And I said, super. So at the time, I was waiting for the phones to come <laughs> from FedEx. Yeah. The FedEx truck had to be to us by noon. And I couldn't be in the house because the kids were in school and the dogs, whatever, the dogs were put away the in the basement and the house, we were cleaning the house. So I had to sit in the trunk of my car, in the hatch of my truck, <laughs> after, after. It's like a drug drop. I'm telling you. For two hours after. Okay, that's just stupid. Riding on why the bike. Can't you, why can't you use your crazy camera system and, you know, have the staff alert you when someone approaches the drive? Okay. I mean, surely there was a better way than. I'll take that down piece the, by piece. In, we don't. Sitting in the open hatch of your. Well, first of all, were you inside the garage or in the actual driveway? Sitting in, in the, the garage, in the, in the yeah. flatbed. Uh, but I'll tell you, we don't have a camera system or a staff. So that is why none of those things. You have a camera place. system. Come on. We don't. Why? What's wrong with you? I, I thought you turned off the camera system when people did something. Or was that just at a vacation? I, you said, well, we cover it with a, with a coffee Oh, yeah. Can. So Stuart likes to view in Florida, in our Florida place. Stuart likes to That's view. That's the Florida place has cameras. So That's camera why I'm thinking of cameras. Okay, 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 okay. Watch the sunset. All right. 
sad boy. Still, okay, so you so you self-isolated in the garage. I waited there. no fun for your whole house. Your garage is the least fun. Outside is more fun than in your garage. Yeah, it's not great. It's not good. It's, it's, it's not, not good. It's not great. So I sat there and I thought, fuck Apple, because if you do <laughs> not get that, fed, if you don't meet the FedEx truck, they leave. And they do not leave you with, you have to sign for, they have to take a blood sample. They, I offered right, them my right. firstborn, but they didn't want them. And then right. you get your phone. Right. But we did the switch from Verizon, from AT&T to Verizon, found out where we live, oh. found out where we live, has one bar and no service for Verizon. So we have switched back all in 48 hours. Oh my God. So Stewart's had a rough day and a half and then the water system's leaking again and I don't want a phone is coming from one room. And why can't I use the new phone is coming from another room. I don't want a thousand dollar phone. Yeah. So those this year, that's our Hanukkah present to these kids. Happy Hanukkah. That's eight crazy nights right there. That's yeah. That's all of them. Well, very good for you. I wish I wish we could get on that plan where it's Christmas because, you know, the box arrived and we don't do the FedEx dance because it it ships to daddy's work oh okay so where there's always someone he, he has he has a work where uh they know the fedex team at each shift by name they do a lot of in and out shipping right. because he's in a product-based business so um yeah so having deliveries there is like the most obvious thing in the world yeah. the hard part is the fulfillment of the delivery because it'll ship to daddy and be placed on his desk where it will sit for several oh, weeks until shit. daddy remembers to bring it fucking home. <laughs> so we had the four day. Did you bring it home yet? Did you bring it? Can oh my God. Go four days. Yeah. And my favorite part is the first one that he brought home. He's like, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Here it is. Hey, here it is. Yay. And I held the box and said, this, this is a very light box. Doesn't feel like five phones in here it's, this is not I, are you sure and he says, it's from apple we open it unboxing it apple this apple that apple 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 and it's an empty apple box they want you to put the one in to send it back and the poor kid's face when he got all the way down and i'm like first of all if you can't pick up a box that's empty with no phone and be surprised there ain't no phone in it, <laughs> did you think you got a Twixie phone? Like I would be starting to get anxious if this very, very super light, look at how light it is. It's a very light phone. Yeah. So we, nobody else cares about that stuff except for guess who? Middle and child. So, yeah. And so he's been leading the charge and ha ha, almost as if he listens to the podcast, which he super don't. Uh, Better not. Started with, the I was going to say Halloween with the Halloween gift list with the with the uh, Christmas. Christmas I'd like to start talking to you mom it's, when would be a good time for us to discuss and I'm like it's already a problem when that when starting to position it that way so he's got a whole plan that he's worked up when would be a good time <sighs> never meanwhile I've already said meanwhile I've already said indiv- each of the children I've spoken to them I give them a chance to talk to them one on one and can't just so that whatever the reaction is and they can not feel influence or pressure or whatever. Already got all the way around to the nine. He's not nine. I mean, he's always going to be nine. To the nine-year-old. He's 12. Got around to the 12-year-old <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> said to him, I think I think this might be the year where where we don't exchange gifts with the family, meaning outside of our individual family, right. where, we just, where, we don't, where we don't do that. What do you think? And we talked all the way through it, and he was kind of like, "Oh, okay." I mean, it was it was like a Mallory answer. It was like, "I I will miss the tradition," and he talked through the things that he would miss. But at the end of the day, your your gift that you get from someone who 
only has an idea of you and sees you for, you know, 16 hours once a year, right. maybe not even all at the same time. And the gift is either something that I told them specifically down to the skew to get you, right. or it's something that, you know, any 12 year old would like. It's just a gift for the sake of a gift. I mean, it's the traditions are the things that are going to be toughest to manage around. So, so we go from that extreme down to, is there a way that we could pool the economics of the situation? So oh my God. <laughs> could you just Venmo I made, me? I made that up. I made that up. Uh, trust me. If that, if that, if he could get that around his head, that that's a good thing to do, that'd be the next suggestion. I'm making that stuff up, but he is very, um, he is thing oriented. He likes things. He wants things, you know, gear and stocking up and collections and first of best of early adopter. That's a shtick, man. And I can't stand that shit. I'm going to have mine talk to him about becoming a beta <coughs> tester on all things. Oh, it's yeah. Um, trust me. Please don't. Because I'm surprised he hasn't. I'm surprised he hasn't figured this out. Because in every other way, it's like, well, this is the exclusive, and I'm at the X Club, and I'm at the just sit down, just sit down, clown. Ugh. Anyway, the things. I like things too, but I like my things. And I was wondering the other day when another a couple of friends had said, "Hey, we should." I was wondering what the world would be like if we were all just honest with each other you told me <laughs> yeah you told me a few nope. weeks ago that I can just say no without having to draft an excuse or yeah and now I was wondering all right I've said no what would it be like if you were just honest and you said look I am mentally weak can't leave the house or look <laughs> you shouldn't be wearing those pants or look I find you so brave honest none of those things are pure honesty Tootsie Bear, because I was already thinking when you said this, haha, funny joke. And the truth is, you and I and everyone I know that I love and care about is honest anyway. The only thing you're talking about is that, yes, eyeballs and squinty face. You really think everyone that? listening, I know it. Okay. I don't think it. How? I absolutely, genuinely know it. We're honest people. There's not sly manipulator. I don't, I don't, I cannot be around those kind of people. It's- I can't. This, I'm not, I don't like doing this thing that I'm getting ready to do. They're toxic. They really are. I can't be in a room that is a shitball, too dark, crazy. It makes, it physically affects me to be around spaces and people that are, uh-uh, no, honest. So the difference that you're talking about is, are you honest plus dick? Are you honest plus <laughs> sarcasm? Are you honest plus painful but helpful? Are you honest plus selfish? Like there's there's all kinds of honesty. Honest is, plus is the plan that you're selling? I get. I don't know. I don't know about this plan. But you're honest. You just don't always vocalize. <laughs> you know you're you're not you're not a big Maybe I'm a fool, but I don't see you as a big manipulator. No, I don't mean I'm not devious. I'm just saying when there's an opportunity to say, I don't know. I feel like in my life, people ask me for advice or questions that I almost have to give them like enough thought. Look, we're not seeing our friends so much. Do I tell them completely honestly how I feel and what I think about their situation or and then not talk to them for another six months and wonder if it's because I was too honest or like I I have I have friends who who are in bad marriages or bad situations and my answer is is bad 
I don't know. It's, it's for me, it's simple. I can see, I don't like your partner. I don't, I don't see this as successful or I don't like your old, I don't know. There's just a way that I'm not honest in a situation where I say things like, cause I see that this is where they are and I'm not available to be that count on partner when I tear this apart to pick it up and hold it in pieces. So is it in response to the question, what do you think of my partner? Or is it in response to the question, would you pass the peas, please? I mean, there's a difference between (laughs) when this comes up. I mean, if they're asking you for the painful truth, you can sidle into it, right? As opposed to how can I be honest, which is how can I advance what I know to be true that you can't see and aren't asking about? Those are two different kinds of honesty. But don't you have conversations with girlfriends and they kind of complain a little about their husbands or yes. or boyfriends or fiancés or whatever? And you're like... I said that, I said that too quickly. Not, not frequently. <laughs> but I have in the past. I hope not sporadically. <laughs> yeah, so... so your first response would be like, yeah, that's because he's an asshole. Like you just can't give that response or, oh, that sounds like a problem. Have you tried this is the only thing. So I am honest to a degree, but not if you wanted to know my real feelings, A, you'd be sorry. And B, I, I don't want to ruin a friendship. So I was just thinking what the world would be like if we were just honest with each other. Awful. I think so. It would be, it would be awful. And I don't mean... That I want more duplicitousness. Yesterday I can't was plain stand awful. That. You can say it, that again. For me, it comes. Yeah, it's I. I am. I believe that people are honest all the time, but I also am looking for uh, much more emphasis on kindness and civility and gentility and empowerment, and politeness. I, I think that it's you have to. All of us have to find the way to be honest and share the uncomfortable truth. That's for me when honesty is important. When it's uncomfortable and nobody really wants to do it, to find a way to do it that is uh, not a slap to anybody. And that's that goes as far as your husband is a giant tool, you're an actual alcoholic, uh, you need to leave that job, you are a super racist, like whatever the <laughs> thing is, all the things... All the things, right? How do you do it in such a way where it's not these the the honesty part where you're when anytime that you're actually thinking about your feeling to how you feel bad about repressing the truth and maybe not being honest, it's because the stakes are really fucking high. Yes. So it's not over a trivial matter. No. And that's why it's good to be thinking about it. And I would say the higher the stakes, the more important it is to be honest. Ouch. Absolutely, you know, speak your voice. Speak your speak the truth, even if your voice shakes, is a favorite line, which I can't even remember off the top of my head. I'm just trying to say, I've already lived through the painful honesty and the poorly done honesty, which is maybe why this is such a sticking point for me. I lost a lifelong friend because I thought when I had the realization that she was struggling with addiction, and it sort of came to me after 19 plus years of knowing, uh, I thought, oh, I've got to help her and tell her because if I didn't know you know, like I was just such an idiot right and I stumbled through this thing and she was not in a space to hear from a very 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 intimate and close friend something that felt really judgy all this time that I was super enabling and also the hang around party gal you know oblivious to her attempts to try to slow down her addiction 
And she had active, obvious attempts that I was just oblivious to. I just roll with it. I don't really pay a lot of attention to how far or even how uh, many steps along the, the dance toward these addiction people are because I'm, I'm kind of okay with whatever you're doing. So I had this experience where I said it to her and I brought it up. It wasn't asked of me and we have never spoken again. She was like, you are, you are totally out of line. That's not right. That's not wrong. That, that's all these things, blah, 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 blah. And she dumped it all on me as I well-deserved. Went on to get clean and I, you know, I keep in contact through the larger circles. But yeah, never, 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 never again. So even when asked, I think it's important to find a way to say, here's what I think without saying, yep, you're an alcoholic. You're right. And I'll take you, I'll take you to a meeting right now. Let's go. Let's stop. So I th- I'll be in charge of your marriage that sucks. And he's a dick. I think so let's, part of that. Let's move out. I think yeah. part of that is you have your own life. So yes, you could drop that truth bomb, but you're really just walking away after you drop it. It's not like you're dropping it and supporting that unless you're in college and they are your roommate and it is a, it is a codependence. You, you can't, you can't do that. So, um, I think we've all discovered here today the answer is don't be honest. Um, <laughs> no! don't, don't lie. But definitely if you are going to drop a bomb and walk away, that is not helping anyone. So dear listener, what would your life be like? What would your life be like if you were honest with the people in your life? I am curious uh, to hear what you have to say. I also this week discovered that I desperately miss live music. I just took you till this week, did it? I mean, I know I've missed it and I've been listening to albums instead of songs, instead of doing mixed things. I've been listening to full albums to kind of marinate in an artist and, and feel that live music thing again, like I used to do in college when I would put five discs in and let them all play through and they were all the same artists and it was it was great. Those were, those were the days. So I'm curious from you, what was your favorite concert your favorite live musical experience it that's one of those what's your favorite word what's your favorite color Fuck. what's your favorite Blue. what's your favorite food I can't I, I love them all equally Cookies. because they're all my sparkly children there's no chance and <clears throat> part of it is there there I was just going to try and break it down I, I love them all for so yeah. many different, each one has such a special memory I take them as a giant category that cannot be removed or replaced. And it's live music is on my mind for two reasons this week. First is like you, I was sort of, it rekindled this love of how important music is in our lives. We've got an, a super extended friend who is struggling with the neurological deficiency right now, had a massive accident in the hospital, struggling, struggling, and they've been playing music and playing very familiar music. And what they're learning is the music that they play and choose can sometimes be too overwhelming because of the emotional component. So for example, they can play um, Miles Davis, they can play jazz and he'll make the hand motions and he'll follow along and they'll ask him questions and he'll blink his eyes and this sort of, you know, it's like, is this, is this person playing? And they'll know it's the wrong question and he'll nod no, you know, they'll know that sort of thing. And then they played, you know, Iggy Pop Lust for Life and his monitors went crazy. Like it was just too much stimulation. So they had to turn that off. And now they're playing things that are familiar that friends have written. And just this, just the notion that someone who's not even conscious on a ventilator yes. doesn't have full brain control, that we're all desperate and waiting for these hourly updates. 
music is the thing that is making the fastest neurological connections. And I, I know that in my life. So I love seeing it. They do that with out. Alzheimer's patients too. They, they can't remember, can't remember, but you hit that one spot. You know it. You hear a song that's from your it's prom. A or it's a muscle fucking memory. Yes, that yeah. takes you back in such a yeah. cerebral, palpable, real way that you're just, yes, I'm in that spot again. And I have all of the emotions tied right. to that music from right. that experience and it's it's so right. powerful give me a overwhelmingly powerful in a very loving way and sending out the best and highest prayer and come on andy keep on pulling the other reason that it was important to me is kind of funny because it ties into this honest thing so so after that experience i turned off whatever was on the tv because it wasn't feeding my soul anyway and i put on the music channel any of the music channels the channels that just play right and would switch back and forth from them and it it lifts the whole space it changes the energy in the house it makes me not kill everybody who's here Ooh, and you mental know note. it it Yes, it's the thing to do. And I I'm just need to remind myself Dear to Fugazi do more of it. Dear children, put on music. <laughs> 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 we can write that down. <laughs> so, but the funny piece is, when I was in the market, I was in the produce section, and in walks this dude, and he was singing in the produce section. And I heard the singing, and the first thought that I had was... And these were within a, within a nanosecond of each other. The first thought that I had was, God, I miss people singing in the world. And where's your fucking mask, He you wasn't tool? wearing a mask? No! Oh, singing in the produce section with that. And I looked at him, like, before I realized, I'm not the kind of person to look at people, right? Like that. So I looked at him and then I looked away because I'm like, I'm going to get killed. So I, I just sort of looked over and then looked away real quick and then walked to it because I was like, well, I don't want to be in this space. First of all, it's not more important to me to shame him. I don't want to be around <laughs> his fucking his fucking COVID drops or whatever. Order of importance. Are. Live. His shame his others. Aerosol. Right. Aerosols. Right. <laughs> but he was singing this little tune and it was and and I kept I it really stuck in my head in this frustrating way because here's someone who has joy. God, what's that like? Right. Here's someone who's singing. Oh, I miss that. Here's someone who's going about his day in a way that in any way feels normal. Spreading COVID. And yeah, and I mean, we're the only two in there. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. If you're fucking alone, don't do that shit. I'm scared to sing in my car, it feels like, anymore, only because I haven't sung in so long. Hmm. Seeing it happen. So that's why it was sort of this reminder of, I need to do more singing. I need more music in my life. I put your fucking mask on. <laughs> you know? And it, it was just such an uncomfortable, and it didn't help that he was kind of like country good looking. So the whole time I'm like, I don't know if I what I'm supposed to do about this guy. And is it okay? And is it... Is he an example? Like, what is this? Is this the good example? Is this the bad example? And then sure enough, he was going every fucking where that I was going. Like, the route in the store took him to the next place is Delhi. And then we go to the uh, fish section, which is all, you know, this and that. And then down and down. And I'm like, fuck it, I got to change my route now. And then when I looked over the next time, he was not singing and had his mask on. Okay. So Somebody yelled at him. Or he just fucking wised up. Because when I saw him in Delhi, oh, no, no, no. Because when I saw him in Delhi, he wasn't singing, but he had the mask in his pocket. And I at least thought, okay, I don't have to hate him because he brought the mask in. No. I don't, I don't. You still I have don't. to hate him. Wear your mask. Do the right thing. It's, it, I'm sorry. Who doesn't put it on in the car before you yes, come in the place? that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm okay. saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. So the whole I need music back made me start thinking about the stone balloon. <laughs> seeing the guess who there, seeing they might be giants, seeing little feet, seeing like all of these. 
I saw the Black Crows at the Stone Shut Garden. up. Yeah, that was a good show. That was a tight, tight space for them to play. They were rowdy. It was good. Well, that's yeah. what I started to think about. The small spaces, the large ones. I mean, I've seen Elton John and Billy Joel I, with dueling pianos, like yeah. in enormous oh, venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, what makes the concert. I saw Alanis Morissette, which is a who cares, but it was in a really tight, small oh, I like place. Her. I feel like it was at Revival. It was at like some really tiny. No, it was Theater of the Living Arts, really tight and small. And uh, it's one of those things where she hopped down in the crowd and took a picture with the whole crowd. Anyway, yes, the venue makes a difference. The tightness, the the it's just I love. And sometimes music. with who you go, everything. sometimes yeah. your your company in the concert makes it even better. Right. Um. Right. I my first concert, I saw Billy Joel with a an ex boyfriend, and it was my very first concert. And he called me. The ne- it was so much fun. He called me the next morning. He goes, "You're listening to Billy Joel right now, aren't you?" I'm like, "I can't stop." He said, "It's first concert syndrome. It's it's in your blood now, and now you have a taste for it." And I think he was right. Well, how did you? Well, how did you used to do it when you would follow uh, your favorite peeps? Did you? And they were dropping a new album. Did you consciously not listen to the album so that you could associate the memory of the live performance with the first time you heard that song? Or did you devour the album so you knew all the stuff and could participate Choice sing along B. and engage? Choice B. I opened really? up that cassette, really? the the liner notes, even yeah. in the cassette tape. I unfolded that thing a hundred times. I, I read it. I sang with them. I All of them. But, you know, Paul Simon is by far my favorite artist. And well played, well played. And yeah. his, I mean, he's only had how many albums in my lifetime? But before six that, six million. Well, well, before that, before I was concert goer, he had him yeah. six million albums, and oh, yeah. I have seen him with everyone I love. The last, his last concert that I saw, I saw with my kids. Oh so, wow! I thought you meant other other musicians that he played with. That's so funny. I mean, you mean the- yes, <laughs> other musicians. I've seen him with Sting. I've seen like I've seen him perform with other people. But I've brought to those concerts, his concerts, people I love, and sharing that with them. I mean, my kids hear Paul Simon in my car all the time when they were little growing up. So to sit in a concert venue with pretty decent seats now because we're grown ups and we're overprivileged. Right. Love and love and love. Can you think? Can you think of some of these experiences that, of course. that were just rattle off, rattle off some of the names because so, I want to hear more about so it. So I, I used to date a boy who worked at, um, had, at an outdoor music fair over the summer. He was an EMT there. So he had tickets for everything. I didn't have seats, but I mean, I saw the most ridiculous people there. I saw the whole season's worth Is of- Is this in New York or in Philly? On Long Island. Um, it was- we went every weekend to see whoever was there. I didn't know some of them in the beginning and I worshiped them afterwards. That's what I'm saying. When you experience a fantastic song that you've never heard before and it's played live, there's nothing better than that. There's absolutely right, nothing better than that. And you're singing it from by someone the end. you don't know. Right. Yeah, from someone you don't know. For you, that's the Broadway experience. For me, it's music, but more, more relatably. Yeah, when you're, because the song is so good that by the end of it, you're already in it. Yeah, that's all the opening bands that I never knew. It just definitely right. made me feel that way. But I even did Living in Connecticut, which is void of culture. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> my friend Monica and Great I went tacos, to... tacos, though. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Uh, my friend Monica and I went to see Joe Cocker. And Joe Cocker was drunk and sweaty. 
but his voice was ding, nev- ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. He never ding, spoke. Ding. He didn't say a word. Bum, All he bum, did was sing. Bum, bum, bum. And I left my hat on. He was just so fucking great. He was amazing. And Tina Turner, like some some of these concerts. Actually, that was in Connecticut too. Damn. All right, maybe they have some. And Dave Matthews. It was. Music. I love those marble mouth drunks. They're my favorite. <laughs> he was exceptionally great that night. Ray LaMontagne. I saw him at a place here called the uh, Cat's Cradle, which is kind of like a, a lesbian like a bar. Vibey. Yeah, it's it's one of the, it's like the orange <laughs> peel in Asheville. It's just a it's a it's a college bar, but it's um it's more of a music venue than anything else. It doesn't even really count as a bar. It's really just a music tiny little venue. And I swear he was there with um the I actually he was the he was the lead act, but I went there to see the opening act, whose whose name I can't forget, but I can picture his face because he was touring. Anyway, I won't get into it. It was that was an amazing show because the opening act was a very big act, who the lead singer of this group that was very big for a time was now touring solo and doing the whole show like stripped down acoustics. So it was like an odd kind of a, you know how these Fun. people yeah. in their second Love act it. they do these weird. So that was so intense, and and Brian had never heard of any of these people before. So he was sort of like, oh, and for him to, my musical taste is kind of out there. I took him to a show once that, <laughs> the Blind Tiger down here in Greensboro, I took him to a show of Montreal. Do you know about of Montreal? No. <laughs> well, neither do I. Do you know about, do you know about Flaming Lips? Have you ever been to yeah, a Flaming Lips sure. show? Okay, so Flaming Lips show, fantastic. You know how they're um, theatrical. Offbeat, quirky, we'll yeah, yeah. They do a lot of prop, gags right. in their show well of montreal is like a really bouncy pop groovy um alternative it's like it's just great music and i would hear it on the radio all the time and see it and i thought oh that'll be fun and they were coming to town so i thought okay i just bought tickets it was like a uh what are those people who get dressed up furbies what are the people who fuck each other in the weird costumes what are they called furries 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 every 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 single performer and every single song had a different full body costume. Oh my God. Puppets, laser show, dancer. It was the strangest shit. And the music was fucking great. And so we're standing there with, that's, do you think that's my crowd? So we're standing there watching this shit go down. And my husband is there. Do you think that's his crowd? So we're watching this thing and he's just videotaping it and smiling and, you know, Snapping his fingers and woo, wearing the Dockers. I mean, it was a fucking fantastic, fantastic show. And wearing I loved the it. Dockers. And he loved it. It just cracks me up. It's like taking Stuart to, I don't know, like a ska Same concert. thing. Yeah. Some shit where it's like, what? How are you making this work? I love it. You know, so. I saw a special on Genesis <laughs> on the Axe channel. You have that channel? I'm it's sure. It's just I do. concerts we a, all we the time. We have them all. Yeah. So what I didn't realize was Genesis is one of Stuart's favorite bands. Look. Really? Yeah. Well, look. well played. No, well played. They're an origin band. I'm you. I could talk for an hour about Genesis, and I'm not even a fan. Well, Continue, I watched a, an hour and a half thing on them, and I didn't it's realize amazing. like your Furby friends, Peter Gabriel oh, was yeah. really a performance artist as much as a singer. Because if you see him now, he's just so right. straight laced and so and so. Hear that? So his album. So so <laughs> I I loved Peter Gabriel, but I don't think I knew Peter Gabriel because if this is the real Peter Gabriel, where he's wearing more makeup than any of my nine closest friends put together, right? I, I just on Halloween. On yeah. Halloween, I had no <laughs> idea. I learned so much, and I had more respect for Phil Collins after that too because he didn't I give a shit. I continue to have a lot more respect for him the more I learn about him because I'm always like, really, Susudio, sit down. But then, that was. <laughs> 
that was just like a sad pop chapter. But that's like so. people telling me, oh, I really like Paul Simon. You can call me Al and I want to oh, flush them down, down the toilet. Yeah. Right. That is that is the worst thing he's ever done in his life. Uh, Suck a dick. But like you said, I would kill for a B-side concert from yeah. Sting, yeah. from Billy Joel. His B-sides yeah. are my A-sides. Like I, everything that he ever did is, a, is A-side to me. So somebody else's B-side. I just really, really, really miss the good stuff. I miss the music, yeah. the live music, the, oh, let me tell you a story about this. And the only way you come close are singer-songwriter channels on Sirius where yeah. Billy Joel will sit down and tell you this song yeah. came about because blah, 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 blah. Well, there's a live music, uh, whatever it's called. I'll have to locate it and put it in the show notes. One or more. <laughs> fuck off. One or, that, everyone, that everyone reads. That everyone reads. Right. Uh, one or more. <laughs> one or more of the channels that we have yeah. is dedicated to uh, playing recordings of live concerts and they're they're everything from the giant stadium you know the iconic concert of this or that or the other or the three-day festival it just back love to it back love back. It, it just runs it it just runs it and so um, we're always on that you know finding it it's been a bit since we've been over there doing that what I'm hearing us say and this is helping me with this idea of the best concert you've ever been to there's a difference between going to a concert and going to a show a concert is whatever they play whatever you've already encountered from them, they're just performing it in front of you. That's a concert. When you go to a show, that's when you're having an intimate, ungettable, one-on-one, never-to-be-repeated, individual yeah, connection yeah. with these true artists who are performing and sharing something and taking something from you, with you. It's happening. It's That's the thing that makes a, that makes the show for me so super memorable that even when they do the same order of songs the next night which it's many different. of them don't even do that even if they were to repeat it exactly it's never the same you it's can't bare naked you can't, ladies you it's, can't step in the same river twice it's just being there at that moment is so but why are you making that face i don't know your expression sometimes like you said on the last podcast and i was editing it and i played it seven times uh you can't put the candle under the bucket. Like, it's just some of the things you say sometimes. Are These just, are normal things. Are they? Are don't, they? Don't hide your candle. You Don't hide your candle under, under. don't hide your light. Don't hide, put, put your candle under the, under the, under the bell, under the bucket. Under the bucket. You can't, you can't step in the same river twice. That's it's, an old one. You don't even know that? I That's not, never heard that before. Why do you say you can't step in the same river twice? Well, because the river's constantly moving and it's, it's a constant, you know, I understand them. That's I right. just, I just think that that is you something... You can only get wet once. I that's can. my other favorite, but that's less <laughs> profound. That's just more like, wake up, stupid ass. Yeah. Heads up, meatball. If, Lights out, if meatball. You if you don't do it. I, I count on you. Lights for out, like, meatball. <laughs> Love those. Don't put your light under a bucket. Step in the river. And now you're wet once. Woo! <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot for me. But yes, the Bare Naked Ladies never do the same concert twice. Jimmy Buffett's concerts are notorious, which I've seen a thousand times of never being the same twice. Oh, I've never seen him. Yeah, they, Stewart said that too. I would love to take, and we always say, next summer, because he tours in the summer. Next summer, we'll all go to a Buffett concert. Sure. And we'll go down on Captiva. I pre- surely, oh. surely he does it from a barge there. Must. Um, I pre-gamed last night. We got Mexican for dinner from a, a local, not so local, a local rest, Mexican restaurant. Authentic, amazing. And then they had, you know, the family delivery boxes that they make for you, like tacos. Sure, sure. Or, the boys got fajitas. They split them. Gringo box. Yeah. And with the fajitas came two margaritas. 
and they put those in a quart container <gasps> and sent like it was soup I and like sent it home like mar- it was I soup. I like a quart of margarita. Yeah. So we, we each had one. And last night I was dancing around the kitchen. I'm like, <laughs> why am I in such a good mood today? I don't even understand. Yeah. I need to crack open a lot more lauke halls. I just I'm not, I couldn't I'm not believe any. Right. Because you're in a because it's a depressant because you think that this is going to bring me down further from the pit in which I am currently marinating. You, it, it, the truth that it, that's absolutely in there. And it's also that my go-to is not alcohol. Take a look, kids. My go-to is food. And I'm already at the place where that's, that it doesn't work. It hasn't worked. I just keep doing it. But the difference with the alcohol is I know it would not it would elevate my mood. It 100% always does. It Even though it acts like a physical sleepy time, a depressing act physically, it 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 wakes me up. It energy, it's, it's wonderful. And the reason that I don't do it is because if I open a bottle of wine, I'll drink the entire bottle of wine. I don't want to be that girl. I've done that and I'm not doing that again. If I mix make myself a mixed drink, it's 18 minutes. If I had 18 minutes to do something just for myself, I would rob a bank or, I mean, I'm not going to put that much effort into, do you know what I mean? It's like 18 minutes. I could rub so one out somebody, twice. So here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. What? Pervert. <laughs> You're such a pervert. So here's what I'm saying. If if the taco quart margarita truck would Ugh. roll up to my house. Yes, please. Problem solved. It was so great. I was so surprised when he pulled it out. I'm like, we got soup? Oh, it's a margarita. <laughs> we got we got lady soup. We Woo! got and then I said, Yeah, we, we got soup all right. That's ding, how you ding, do ding, it. Ding, 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 oh, and ding, I was ding, wrong. Ding, ding. Billy Joel wasn't my first concert. I was at that Simon and Garfunkel concert in Central Park in nineteen eighty one. I thought you were because yeah. that one I listened to incessantly. I love it. it cause I it's thought you the were there. best. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, What is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it. Yeah, and now I it know will be, it. It and will become a big part of your life. Who knew? Yee. Who knew? Okay. Do you have a closet like mine? I'm sure I don't. I have Sadly. a friend. Stuart has a friend. Actually, it's the friend who gave you that candle that you <gasps> lit before before I'm down our to show. my I'm down to my little baby one. I burned all the way through the first one gloriously, and now I'm, I had to pull out the little baby one that I was saving secretly, but... So be gone his friend drove, he drives by the area <clears throat> a couple of times a year and he comes with a totally perfectly appropriate, amazing, small, thoughtful gift for us for either coming here or meeting us out. So impressed. He is, somebody raised him so right. He is, I'm assuming he has a closet like I do. I have a closet that has gifts in it we call oh, it for the no the i absolutely closet. do not have a gift closet tell me you've told me about this in fits and starts i would love to well that's where the leak the, was explore the gift closet for well us, that's where the here. leak was uh two leaks ago in our basement yes. i just heard yes. my dogs bark so maybe the guy's here to fix the third leak in our basement the uh, gift and memories closet yeah the gift and p.s and, and p.s do you have to go do you have to go see no it's then? i made it okay. my son's problem Oh, perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. Fuck you, Entitled Town. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm going to beta test you on figuring shit out in the basement. <laughs> Welcome, wealthy landowner. Now you can control the estate. Okay. <laughs> wealthy landowner. So, yeah, so he came with this super great, amazing gift. And I thought, we are kindred spirits. Besides loving you for who you are and what you do and everything about you and what you think about and how thoughtful you are, I absolutely love that you too must have a closet that yields 
well, for one year, let me put it this way. One year, Eddie Bauer had a sale on these down mittens. And at the end of the mitten, there was an ice scraper. It's right. so yes. cute. And yeah. I loved it. So I bought us one. And they then went on sale for almost nothing. And I bought 10 more. <laughs> so. Yes. They're like yes. hostess gifts. Stop I have another. that closet. Yeah. I have a. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> because who knows when there'll be a leak. I have another one that is a wine bottle cork, and at the top of the cork is a candelabra. So your wine oh. bottle becomes a candelabra, which I fucking loved. So I bought a That's couple so of those. Nice. Right. So I have this closet, and I'm wondering, I don't really like asking this question. Spit it. Am I crazy? No. My mother had me tested. Am I crazy? No. I have, I buy for not myself. Just in the future, if somebody invites us anywhere ever, I am prepared. So I don't have to run. Because knowing me, I'm not going to want to go wherever I'm going. So I'm certainly not going to want to run to the store to buy something for where I don't want to go. And it's, it's, It is incredibly thoughtful and frugal it was. and forward thinking to plan for known future events. All things see I've also, never been accused of. See also podcast of last week or last million years. Christmas comes every year, guys. It's not a <laughs> surprise. You're going to be invited to another thing. You're going to need a hostess a gift. You're going to, you know, someone's going to show up on your doorstep unexpectedly with a wrapped box of delight and you're going to say, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I've been waiting to give this to you. And That's you're run the into reason. the wrapped closet yes. and say, ha, 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 fucker, I hope I'm giving you something you want because I don't even know what's in this box. Yeah. <laughs> that too has happened. <laughs> and then you give out like a garter to like a man standing there. Stuart would know. say, "What? what's in the box? I'm like, well, it's either. And I can list three things that were in that box shape. And he said... I think you might have a problem. <laughs> like, I think, I oh, think you might off. have a problem. No, and my favorite, I just have to take a diversion. Gee, surprise. Okay, so the minor league baseball team here. <laughs> there was a time when the agency where I worked, we were in charge of their creative, and they were, you know how they do all those things at the seventh inning stretch? They do, they do shit that's not baseball to keep the crowd entertained. Sure. You know, the kids run the bases, the dog catches the ball, the whatever, the fucking, you know, the put kids in cannon. sumo suits. Yeah. So one of their one of their game ideas. It, I'm sorry, maybe it's not that funny, but I just for the life of me, every time one of their game ideas. Oh my god, <laughs> dear listener, I think we lost her. <sighs> one of their game ideas was what's in the box? <laughs> oh, feely mealy. <laughs> no, it's just a box. They would just drop the cardboard. <laughs> How stupid! I'm just, I don't know why I think it's the stupidest, dumbest game. It's okay. like saying, let's pick up rocks. I mean, it's just the dumbest. Can you come up with nothing else? Guess what's in this cardboard box? Why does anyone care? I'm sorry. What's Wait, in so the box? it's not like feely mealy no, where you stick your hand in no, and feel that's something? the whole game. What's in the box? And then they open the box. Yay. <laughs> it, we work a lot of late nights. I find that really sad. I mean, I just, was I, it at that point? This is what I'm supposed to fucking market. I'm supposed to use this to get people. Did, were they given choices? No, I never got past what's in the box because we <laughs> basically lost our shit rolling around on the floor in the conference room because we couldn't believe how stupid this crap is. That's um, that's oh, not a back good when, game. Like Derek Jeter came through here. It's like ridiculous. But anyway, mm, I Derek digress, Jeter. closet. I say keep it up. You're really? like the Vogue closet with shoes. Somebody's got to do it. All right, so that 
Mary Jane, patent leather Mary Janes, they're real. Uh, yeah, okay, so. And they're spectacular. And they're spectacular. Uh, all right, so keep it up is what you're saying. And dear listener, if you are a dear friend of mine and you wind up with either a hand mitten ice scraper or a candelabra for your bottles of wine, you're welcome. I've thought of you. I even thought of you 10 years ago when I bought them, wrapped them, and didn't know what they were when I gifted them to you. They're not a re-gift, which, by the way, I also support a re-gift. I mean, you don't need it, but you know somebody who does. That's, that's I've a come nice... all the way full circle on re-gift, and I think re-gift is totally lovely and appropriate and the ultimate kindness. And you are, change... under, you are under no obligation to keep a gift that isn't serving you. And if you can give it to someone else who's going to enjoy it, that's twice the gift to you. Because the gift, receiving a gift, period, even if it's something that you don't want or need, someone is thoughtful enough to give you a thing. The act of giving you anything at all, even a compliment, is an act in itself. So that's the gift. And then if if the, you know, monkey-faced wood chipper that you never wanted anyway can go to the community center. That's great. great. They can use it. Right. All right. I know we're running out of time. And I did put in my intro stay the fuck home for the holidays dear listener I really want to put this plug out please I know it's different than it's ever been before I know you want to be with the same people you've always been with I know and I'm sorry and nobody knows better than I I've never cooked for this holiday and it (laughs) seems that intentionally and it seems that I'm gonna have no fucking choice but I guess I could cater I'll do a little research um but it seems like I'm gonna it's the four of us again we are home traditions are super important we were talking last week about our children and carrying on China and 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 what's important to us being important to them and we've planted the seed oh that's what it was it was going to church well you planted the seed and church doesn't look the same right now but that's where we are I'm wondering why it's so hard for people to accept that with church and not with family gatherings or friends gatherings there's friends thanksgivings going on or my my girlfriend said her brother's having thanksgiving this year and 26 people are coming I really feel like that's irresponsible. I feel like you're being told from every important level of government, every intelligent level of science, not to do it. And I really feel like if you cannot do it with people who are already in your bubble or shut-ins <laughs> like like I prefer to be, I think you shouldn't do it. And I may be losing one of our 11 dear listeners on this, But I'm sorry, I feel like I care about you more than you care about you. And I want you to be safe and I want you to live and I want you not to plick off grandma. You just have a few years left with her. Don't you want them to be healthy years where she knows it's you and you don't have to play music to a vent? (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, Thanks for listening. We're in a tricky situation. (laughs) No, I'm glad you're bringing this up. We're in a tricky situation ourselves. We've already made massive concessions around the holiday in order to make it work. Uh, As recently as three days ago, my husband looked at me and he said, he phrased it in such a strange way. It really, I, I, it made me stop and think 
And I have thought about it a lot since then, probably changing my answer. And he's not home for me to even talk about it. So, and the way he phrased it was, are we being selfish traveling home for this holiday? And it was such an odd way to phrase it because that is the exact opposite of anything we ever do in traveling home for this holiday. Because we are the ones that take on the burden of packing up five people in their lives and being gone for a minimum of five days and figuring the whole thing out. And it's not an easy, it's just, it's very different than, gosh, we have to go to a meal or maybe help make a meal. This is a big fucking event for us and always is. We structure, we have to, time was we had to coordinate saving vacation days to make it happen. Like it's not a small fucking thing. So just to even hear it in that context, are we the ones being selfish by going to this thing that we have been urged to attend, urged on the phone? I got a call from my brother, which is stunning, right? You, I really hope that you're going to do this and not, you know, live your life. And he's, he's one of these people that, that thinks that the awareness is pushing people on the fringe too far in the direction of over over caution down over caution right he's he's not crazy he wears a mask he he looks askance at people who don't but he also takes you know um a wider berth when it comes to the rest of the doesn't he ride a motorcycle without a helmet no always a helmet and always with full leather but yeah he also was a professional uh motorcycle racer for a year on the circuit so risking him kind of okay hand in hand anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. So blah, blah. He called specifically to say, I heard that you're going to take all these crazy measures and that you're going to do this nonsense. And I just want to say, live your life. And I'm like, gee, thanks for telling me how to live my life the way you want me to live it. But meanwhile, thank you. <laughs> it, was, it was very cute. In any event, to hear it phrased, are we the ones being selfish? Are we the ones being selfish? Because here's where I come back to. For us to travel, we've already reduced... First of all, the my parents, who are both over 80, are not coming. We're not going to have them at the meal. They usually host the meal. They're not going to host it. We usually stay with them. We're not staying with them. So my family is traveling to a hotel, staying in a hotel. We're going to go to my sister's house, where she's going to put on the whole meal. And we'll be there, I'm sure, for seven hours. Maybe more, if I'm being honest. It's These are big events, right? I'm sure we'll have windows open. My plan is for us to wear masks the whole time, except when we're eating. That, to me is identical to the risk that we take every day by having my kids go to school in a hospital-grade ventilated school system, wearing masks, their full mask requirement, and then eating lunch outside. So it's equivalent to eating dinner in a restaurant, which we have done, if I'm honest with you. We have done that. My husband is traveling at the moment. He's in a hotel. I saw him at a food truck, but at the same time, if there was only a restaurant, he would go in. I saw him at a food truck. Is that by pictures <laughs> that he posted or something? Yes. yes, he was excited to find this food truck. So, because he's in a place with not great food. So, part of me says, that's really reasonable. That makes a lot of sense. That's getting to see people. And then part of me says, but why on earth are you bringing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you commingling vastly different exposures from four states? Right? We've got Pennsylvania, Delaware. Well, it's three states now. Pennsylvania, Delaware, um, nobody's in Pennsylvania anymore. It's Maryland, Delaware, and North Carolina would be commingling over a meal in a home. And then the very next day, I would do the same thing again on the other side with a smaller group, but same same setup in somebody's house for a meal. And then I'm getting we, hives right now. That's what we would do. So we would we would go to sister's house with 
you know, quick math, it's maybe 13 people, maybe, maybe give or tell, I'm not doing the math properly. The next house, fewer than 10 people. It's five. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Right. So those are the two meals. That's the total exposure over the course of two meals. And then go to my parents' house where we've already made, made arrangements for takeout styrofoam, spaced out deck chairs on the deck outside with coats on. We'll say hello. We will physically see your face. We will physically say hello. And then we will drive away. And that's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. And so under the context of are we the ones being selfish? If we don't come up for this thing, uh, I don't think there will be. And it's I'm not saying this like we're the kingpins of Thanksgiving. If we don't come up for this thing, my brother won't go. He won't go and have dinner at my sister's house. So it, there won't be a Thanksgiving. It'll be whatever everybody's individual. Everyone will have individual families dinner. We'll have one here. My brother will probably, I don't know what he'll do. And my sister will have one, but it'll be much scaled back. My brother-in-law, who would be the host on the other side, would probably, you know, have a turkey breast cutlet. That's it. From Wegmans. With his wife. From, yeah, if only, because we don't have Wegmans in Newark. But yeah. So I don't know. So where where do you fall on that score? You still say, hell no, don't go, fuck no. I'm going to refer you back to my previous segment where I said, wouldn't it be great if we were all honest with each other? Or are we, what would the world be like if we were honest with each other? I'm, I'm standing by, it's not just because I don't have a family to go visit. I'm standing by the, everybody, please just stay home. If, if I were running things, I would say eight week lockdown. That's it. Eight week lockdown. Stay exactly where you are. Nobody can infect anybody. I am risk averse. I, I told you I did not live my life this way until I had children. I was risk, 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 risk. And now I am risk averse and I I will audition different restaurants for who gets to prepare. Or I might just make a brisket and kugel and call it a day and throw out a vegetable and hit up the Amish market with two masks and get pies out the ass and just sit here and eat and then ride the Peloton. But I, we do have family that said, it's four of us and four of you. Do you want to just combine the four of us and four of you? And there are two kids. Well, I told you this last week. They're, one is on a college campus and another is in Manhattan. Those are, uh, no, like I love them and don't know when I'll be able to see them again because when does a 20-something-year-old make time for aunt whoever? It just doesn't happen so much in our family. And this is an opportunity that I will possibly regret, but it's, I'd rather regret not seeing someone than seeing someone and knowing that that gathering was the cause of of any contraction of anything that one of them brought, that Stuart or I brought, because I do have two kids who go to school twice a week. Uh, so I'm just, I mean, and that's turned it, school's turned into a another complete nightmare, and we can discuss that next week. But I just think that if you have the opportunity and you are being cautioned not to gather, I don't, I don't understand. Okay, yes, sir. I, I will not gather. And my sister-in-law was so nice in the way she let me out. She said, Melissa, if you do not feel comfortable, tell me you do not feel comfortable. And I said, I do not feel comfortable. <laughs> and that was it. Like, that was it. She was so gracious because I don't like disappointing people other than my children. 
which I do every day. So I was very, 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 very hard for me to say, I know how desperately my husband wants to see his brother and I'd love to see his wife and nephew. Like I know that, but I was the dick who said no. And I guess from being a parent so long, I'm getting better at being the dick. Go ahead. You're always pretty good. My, my, from a parenting standpoint, you're always good at being a dick. I am. I'm, I'm I'm the dick. That's not a, that's not a hardship for you. If anything, it's kind of like a secret joy. So here's what I would say. Here's, here's my deal breaker. And here's the reason that I haven't already said, yeah, fuck it, we're staying home. And the reason is this. My parents are both over 80. I haven't seen them in a year. And if we don't do this, I won't see them for the entire calendar year. And I am not okay with the possibility, no more increased today than it was any other day, but I'm not okay with the possibility that I can't remember the last time that I physically saw them and I might never see them again. I'm, I'm not worried about the untimely passing of anyone else in my family foolishly because it's untimely. That means it wasn't supposed to happen. Right. That means you can't. We're, know. All, we're all at equal randomized lotto right. negative winning safety here, right? I'm not okay with. That's a terrible lottery, by the way. I'm not never okay. I'm not okay with it. I'm just not okay with it. So because I would never be okay with the only reason that I never spoke to my parents is because I didn't want to make a nine hour drive and stay in a hotel because it wasn't worth it for an hour sitting in their driveway. That's not okay. So the rest of it is gravy. And I'll figure out a way to, even if I end up, it's not going to be this, but even if I end up not going to the meal and just do driveway visits for everybody else, I'm not okay with nine hours or 18 hours is the difference between seeing family and not. There's a way to do it safely. You don't have to be inside maskless eating turkey for seven hours. You don't have to do that. There, so I, so there's ways to make it happen. If it was, if, if you needed to see your sister in law, you could make this happen any weekend USA, and so Correct. could I for Thanksgiving. But this is really the only one where people feel like we'd be comfortable even making it. I was specifically told, "Do not come for the 80th birthday. I don't want you here." I, I remember in the house. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was not a great scene. It was not a great scene, and I'm not going to do a fucking Zoom for this shit. I mean, it's just it's a live concert. And listening to the record isn't the same fucking thing. So for me, even if it means, you know, this for me is the difference in potential outcomes of knocking on the glass to an unconscious person in the hospital versus looking through the glass from the front porch to the family room and having a conversation. I'm going to fucking take that conversation. And if it means I was inconvenienced for a weekend, so be it. And my kids can you know, do the same. Well, it's not a matter of inconvenience for the weekend. It's a matter of... That's the only reason I'm going. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm, I've already given up on all the other tradition of this holiday is already gone. So it's about the visit. So I'm making a visit happen. It's not about the meal. So therefore, it's not about sharing a meal inside. And I feel like that, sadly, is still on the fucking table as a variable, right? Seeing people physically is the thing I'm not willing to give up in this way for this one weekend as the, that I will stick to. And then the rest of it, the, that I'm willing to make the risk for. I'm not making a risk because I got to get my turkey leg. I mean, no, you see it's, what I'm saying? It, but yeah. it, nobody's saying that. They're saying I don't, you know, gathering, just by, by way of, yeah, yeah. gathering is exposure that you just don't need, that that isn't necessary. And yeah, it absolutely fucking sucks that your parents are 80 and that you're dealing with not having seen them in a year. And, and that's hard. But I it's got the little same kids, way. man. I told you he's nine, twelve. 
So, I mean, they're But small. it's the same way I say to my kids, you know, this year is the year of the pivot. This year is the year of the, it fucking sucks that you're never going to have a prom, that you're not probably going to have graduation, that you're not going to have all of these things that are once in a lifetime. I told uh, you, already it makes lived, me- We've already lived through all that shit, though. So it's right. That but now we're moving on happened. to the next kid. I got two kids that are not going to have it. I've got two kids mm-hmm. that can't tour a college campus and be air quote normal or have a typical anything experience. So that'll happen. That'll happen before the end of the year and they'll graduate and he'll graduate normally. Guaranteed. And I, I promise you by the end of the year, it won't be normal, but I'm, it's just the way, and it's teaching us all. And wearing a mask kids, and having a graduation is normal as far as I'm concerned. That's comparatively. And I hope not that's e- what it not is. not even get to have. Yeah. It's at that point, if we can't figure that shit out, come on. P.S. And I say that hopefully. I don't say that like, I know and you don't. I'm, I'm saying with the full weight of, I know this without evidence. So I know this will happen. <laughs> I love you. I know this without evidence. I do want to tell you that vaccinations, I could talk to you all day. Vaccinations will be available and I'm going to encourage anyone who gets the opportunity to take it. The reason other vaccines were rejected by people of, I don't know, weird intelligence, like I know things. (laughs) I don't mean (laughs) alternate intelligence. I don't know the right word. Is because stupid. Well, when it comes to something like the (laughs) flu shot, what they are doing is either in injecting you with a live or dead virus. That is not what this vaccine is. It is neither a live or dead virus that they're injecting you with. It has nothing to do with injecting you with that. So it's the objection isn't doesn't equate at all. So if you're objecting because it's new and I don't know. Maybe it's new and you don't know and it's still not going to kill you or it's still not going to give you the virus. So if that's your objection, open up a fucking newspaper and read something because that is not the basis for this. And if you get the opportunity, I'm going to recommend it's two shots, by the way. It's not at the same. There's two different vaccines that are that are showing such promise that they're expected to hit the market at the same time. The one that requires a follow up is 90 plus percent effective, but you also have to have two shots six weeks apart and it has to be stored at something like 100 some degrees below, below zero. Right, so Fahrenheit, right. That's very unrealistic to roll out given our current situation. The other one has a closer to 60 or 70 percent uh, viability rate, which is in the realm of most vaccines. Correct. You get your one shot, you're done, you off you off to kind of still so, want the two shot guy. I kind of still want yeah, that guy. Yeah, but you, that's <laughs> right. You have to you have to be, you know. So connected. open your mind and take everything you know about other vaccines you've learned about and object to and shove them up your ass just for now and you can poop them out later and talk to other people about them. But I understand what you're saying, Amy. I just don't feel the risk of exposure for anyone for myself, for my kids, for my family is is worth that to me. Uh, if it comes down to it, have Thanksgiving. You seem to think June 4th of graduation for us will be typical. And June 4th is now Thanksgiving, if that's what you need to do. And it gets worth with Christmas because Christmas is actually based around a religious holiday as opposed to that's a... That's off the table. That's, that's another thing. That's completely off the table. This would be our one visit. We would do it this one time and be done. So the 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 risk rates are only going to go up as the as the cold days march on. So that's it. This is it for the whole year. Dear listener, then- what are your plans for the holidays? We are very curious. Um, and do you hate me for finally coming out with an opinion that's not as popular? Do you as- hate me? I'm your wife. Does she care? Let us know by writing us brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Find us on the socials, 
Facebook actually, more than just Brilliant Observations, has a mini group that you can join. It's Brill Ob Squad. Let us know your thoughts on this and all of our topics. And uh, we are also on Instagram. We are also <laughs> hashtagable on Peloton. Listen Brilliant and Brill Ob Squad. Please reach out. Touch someone yep. through yep. glass, not yep. not in person. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Let us know. Hey, find some live music somewhere or recorded music that's oftentimes better than live when you're not standing there to experience it. Make some music. Make someone happy. Go and do it. Live, love, be kind. And put on your fucking mask and no singing for the part. Yeah, with all that naked fruit. That's fucked up. I'm going to shave my pears. Uh, thanks for listening. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.